In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. On Good Friday, we took the opportunity, given the date, March 25th, to reflect on how many fathers of the church had already identified Good Friday as having taken place on March 25th. (laughs) Providing us with a meditation on our Lord's incarnation and immolation happening on the same day. And how one segment of salvation begins and ends and yet already was prefigured and last on into eternity. We recognize at the foot of the cross on Good Friday, our sorrow cannot begin to assuage the loss, the sadness of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And by the same token, on Easter Sunday, our joy can't even begin to rival that of our Lord's Blessed Mother. As Christians who celebrate the complete mystery of salvation, who are attentive to the words of the evangelists, who tell us that they only have written down some of what happened, the gospel having been preached already for many years, for many decades, inspired by the Holy Spirit, they put on parchment or vellum what had to be clarified or what had to be recorded but didn't attempt to put down everything. Can we then, who recognize already in sacred scripture, Our Lady's faith, whose praises are sung by the angels, whose faith is held up as a model by our Lord himself, It is in her company that we wish to spend this Easter Sunday. It is her faith that recognizes immediately the resurrection. Throughout so much of the year, our Christian day, which is culminated in the holy sacrifice of the Mass at the altar, permeated with the liturgy of the hours, with all parts of the day sanctified by the Holy Psalms, is completed with those extra prayers that the faithful have been inspired over the centuries. Most notably in the morning, in noon, in the evening, praying the Angelus together, where with the Archangel Gabriel we honor her and say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. We mark the Incarnation But today and for this octave and for this season of Easter, we acknowledge Our Lady's role in this Paschal mystery and praise her three times a day. Regina Celi, Laetare, Queen of Heaven, rejoice. 
He whom thou hast merit to bear is risen. Is risen as he said. Resurrexit siku dixit. She already is honored for having such faith that she hears the word of God and believes. That she hears the word of God, she puts it into practice. And our Lord told them that he would rise on the third day. And so indeed he has risen as he said. The apostles' first reaction to news of the resurrection, impossible, or eventually incredible. But do we doubt for a single moment that Our Lady, in witnessing the resurrection, would have said any such thing that reveals a hint of surprise? Wouldn't her first word have been the first Alleluia? And so it is our Lord who leads God's people into the promised land. Like from Mount Nebo, Yeshua, Joshua left behind the people who had to die in the desert. With one exception. Remember, it was the faith and the confidence of Caleb who told Moses, take the promised land as God has told you to do. And so he with his descendants accompanied Joshua across the River Jordan into the Promised Land. Our Lord is accompanied not just by angels, but by His Blessed Mother. She awaited the resurrection, and He will await her in the Assumption. The apostles whose faith had to be assisted through no fault of their own, will continue to need the assistance of the angels. And thank God, the church will always know the assistance and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. St. Peter, in those first weeks, months, years, had to be assisted not only by fellow apostles, but by even angels. He who is so zealous about the Word of God, much to his credit, had to be told by the angel repeatedly, rise Peter, kill and eat. To which he objected, nothing unclean shall touch my lips. And the angel had to repeat, in other words, Peter, connect the dots. You paid attention closely to our Lord's words. Fit it all together. Nothing that will touch your lips will make you unclean. It's what comes out of your soul that makes you unclean. Rise, Peter, kill, and eat. Do we think for a moment that Our Lady had to hesitate to understand all of this? We don't, not, we don't know when Bacon first touched her lips. But Our Lady understood all of this mystery. The commandments hold. The laws have passed away. We live now in the end times. We live now awaiting the fulfillment of the rest of God's promises. Mary will experience them first. It should be no surprise that fathers of the church early in the centuries and even into the Middle Ages reflected on Our Lady on this Easter morning 
and invite us to meditate on her encounter with the risen Lord. And we have to imagine then how a pure heart mourns in suffering in the face of evil and how a pure heart rejoices. Her joy isn't in being surprised. Her joy isn't in having her, her worldview change in, in being overwhelmed with something that she didn't expect. Her joy is that much more perfect because she heard the Word of God. She reflected on it in her heart. And she understands the magnitude, the grandeur, the glory of what has unfolded. The apostles, Mary Magdalene, rejoice genuinely in seeing again the Lord and knowing that He is no longer dead. Our Lady understands that salvation is now possible for all. Every man has been redeemed, good and bad, lazy and dutiful. Redemption is at hand. Those who have been working in the vineyard from the morning, those who come to the vineyard at the end of the day, our Lord's blood has been shed for all, and we live in a new day. Let our joy then rise up with that of the Virgin and celebrate this morning, this day, this life that belongs to Him with her. To be with Mary at the empty tomb before the risen one is to be with the church. Even beautifully, in the newly crafted boat of Mass of Mary and the resurrection of the Lord, the church prays, Father all-powerful and ever-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks. At the resurrection of your anointed one, you filled the heart of the Blessed Virgin with joy beyond all telling and wonderfully exalted her faith. For it was in faith that she conceived your Son, it was in faith that she awaited His resurrection. In the strength of faith, she waited for that day of light and life when the night of death would be ended. The whole world would exalt and the infant church tremble with joy at seeing again its immortal Lord. Through Him, the angels of heaven offer their prayer of adoration as they rejoice in Your presence forever. May our voices be one with theirs and their triumphant hymn of praise. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.